Whether or not you know it, you're already familiar with the work of our exhibition production specialists. You've likely seen them on our Instagram feed, hanging paintings and installing sculptures. And if not, you've seen their exacting work in our galleries. So how do you gain the skills and sensitivity needed to handle all types of artwork? In today's episode, Michael talked to exhibition production specialist Eric Lindahl to find out. And again, I'm, I'm Michael Riga uh, from the director's office here at the Harvard Art Museums. And I have with me today Eric Lindahl from Collections Management uh, here at the museums. So Eric, if you wouldn't mind saying, uh, say your name, please, and, and tell me, uh, tell us what, what's your position in Collections Management? My name is uh, Eric Lindahl. And I'm an exhibit assistant in the collections management department at the Harvard Art Museums. And uh, and how long have you been working with us here? I've been at the Harvard Art Museums for almost exactly four years. Time flies. I can't believe it's been four years. In some ways, it feels like you've been here longer because you're such a fixture uh, in the organization and integral part of what we do. So can you describe for those of us listening uh, who may not know a little bit about what you do in your position? So as an exhibit assistant specialist at the Harvard Art Museums, I handle and install artwork. I design and help design exhibit solutions for more complicated artworks. I work with couriers from other institutions when packing and unpacking and installing loaned artwork. I uh, also work with them when we're deinstalling and repacking after an exhibition closes. I pack and unpack artwork for shipping. I occasionally courier artwork to other institutions. I set and maintain gallery lighting. I'm also involved in the design of the lighting for exhibits. I uh, maintain the galleries. And uh, what I mean by maintain is we make sure everything is clean, both display case glass, and we dust the sculptures and painting frames, etc. I fabricate, modify, and maintain display cases. I also assist our design team in designing display case solutions for special cases. I provide input to our design team for designs for upcoming exhibits and uh, all kinds of other things as they come up. That we, is uh, a huge, that's a huge list, you know, most of which I, I sort of knew, but you know, some of it I hadn't. And one of the things I'm curious, and, and this is something I, I, I'd like to know a little bit more about and something I actually have seen you do in action as well. Um, talk a little bit about some of the intervention or a uh, some of the uh, solutions you've had to come up with, or say a little bit more about that part of your job. One particular solution that I worked on in the recent past was we have a very long, large display case in one of our galleries that's used for constantly changing exhibits. And it has internal case lighting that it turned out we weren't able to use because at its lowest setting, it was too bright for works on paper, which is a lot of what we display in there. And so I came up with a solution based on my experience having worked with museum lighting for many years and also having worked professionally in theater to install what's called neutral density filtration in between the light source and the glass and the light hood to uh, cut the amount of light that comes out of the light fixtures in the display case so that we could then use the in-case lighting for uh, lighting works on paper. 
doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal, but it really changed how we were able to design the exhibit. That's incredible, and also it allowed you to, to use the lighting that existed. It was a very inexpensive solution, $100 solution to what appeared to be a much more expensive problem. Oh, that's that's that's, that's fantastic, and uh, I know how creative you and your, your colleagues are in coming up with these kinds of solutions. You mentioned a bit ago about working also in having worked in theater. Can you say a little bit about your your background in general, your experience, your work background? What was your your path to to get to the position that you're now in? I've worked my entire career in the visual arts, and that started as a high school student in Chicago. I worked for a program called the Gallery 37 program, which was an art apprenticeship program for high school and early college students run by the city of Chicago. I worked for that organization for five years as an apprentice artist and then in college as a senior apprentice artist. And and in that experience, I worked on a variety of projects. Some were public art projects. Uh, later, I had somewhat of a supervisory role my last year that there. We had visiting artists that would come and work with us every summer from all over the world, hmm. from Africa, Australia, Europe. So I did that. And then I studied studio art in college. I studied uh, ceramics and printmaking. And during that time, I also worked for the special collections department at uh, the library of my university, which was uh, Bradley University in Peoria, Illinois. And I uh, worked in the paper conservation department doing uh, library book repair. Wow. So not not conservation level, but I I would, there was a stack of damaged library books that were always coming in and they trained me how to properly repair and rebind them. So I I did that for two years. And then uh, after college, through one of my connections from uh, a student that I, a fellow fellow coworker from the art apprenticeship program, whose father was a sculptor teaching at DePaul University. I worked for him for a summer as his uh, studio assistant. And then a person who was the shop manager at his shop her husband worked for the Goodman Theater in Chicago. Yep. And uh, through that connection, I uh, started work as the shop assistant for the Goodman Theater scene shop. Yeah. And then later I worked there as a scenic carpenter. And then after that, I was hired temporarily as a carpenter at the Oriental Institute Museum at the University of Chicago. I b- became the lead preparator at that institution and I worked there for 14 years before coming to Harvard. Wow, that's that's quite a quite a path, and I I see like in each aspect of it how you acquired different things that you know pertain to what you're you're doing now. You know your visual arts background, working with artists uh, directly, the work that you did at the, uh, in theater uh, with around construction and preparation, and so seems like a very it seems like a very direct although indirect. Uh, path to to get to to where you are now. So, uh, it's in addition to those things, has there was there any other additional training that you that you went about uh, to to bring you to this position that you're in now, or or is it uh, much of it did you pick up along the way? So I would describe what I do as a specialized trade, and most trades you there is some training, and I, I would say the majority of what I've learned about how to do my job, I learned on the job. And that's, you know, in college, producing my own artwork, learning about the materials. I've taken courses in producing artwork in every medium that we work with as exhibit specialists at the Harvard Art Museums. I've done bronze casting, I've produced 
works on the pottery wheel. I've, you know, sculpted in ceramic. I've produced etchings, engravings, aqua tints, wood cuts, linoleum cuts. I have a photography darkroom in my apartment. So, and I think that that is a very common thing among most people who choose the career that I've chosen is, is that you come to it through being a producer of artwork. And, I, and I I've certainly that, seen it. Yeah. With some of our staff. But uh, in, in terms of in terms of training, I, I would say at different points throughout my career, I, I would get brought into a position that I had not didn't have a lot of previous experience in. So my first experience dealing with blue chip paintings, I would say, is uh, a friend of mine for many years had installed a gallery from San Francisco's work in the Art Chicago Art Fair. This was the, it was the John Bergeron Gallery, dealt in blue chip modern paintings. And a friend of mine, he needed uh, a helper and he hired me to work for him. So I worked with him and the, and the gallery's director unpacking these Warhols and Jeff Koontz drawing and all kinds of things. To that point, I had not worked with uh, high value paintings previously. So, so, on the, so that was my training in that. And then I, at the Oriental Institute is where I learned the majority of my exhibit skills though. And that was mostly objects, uh, not a lot of works on paper, very few paintings. I learned mount making there. Working there, I also worked on several field projects in the Middle East, in uh, Turkey, Afghanistan, and Palestine. Can you say a bit about the project that you did in, in Afghanistan? So I worked for a summer on an inventory project at the National Museum of Afghanistan in Kabul. The goal of that project was to develop a database system and start a complete inventory of the collection of the National Museum of Afghanistan. And I was sense to help establish and start the project to set up our office get our computer network working find all the problems that nobody thought about and make solutions for them and i previously worked in two different museums in turkey on uh, exhibit projects this was not an exhibit project i was actually the uh, project registrar in this on this project so I, I spent a little bit more than two months in kabul going into the museum every day working with the staff working with my colleagues from chicago working with our uh, project director who was a german it was a very rewarding experience you know I, I saw a museum that had been destroyed by civil war being rebuilt and uh it was very inspiring that's, that's extraordinary. That's amazing, Eric. And I would imagine a lot of what you've talked about already, working with artists, different people, and now uh, this experience going over to Afghanistan and uh, helping to, to rebuild or re restart uh, an organization, a, a museum, makes me think of what are some of the skills and qualities you know, that maybe are less quantifiable uh, uh, that somebody in your position needs? What is somebody in, who's interested in your position, your, the work you're doing, what kind? What kinds of skills, qualities, attributes do, would somebody need uh, in that line of work? You need a, a good amount of patience. What I do is a very service-oriented line of work. You know, I'm not a curator. You know, very. You know, this is a thing you have to explain to people when you do what I do. They say, "Oh, you're." I tell them, "Oh, I work at a museum. I handle some artwork." They say, "Oh, you're a curator." Like, <laughs> curating is not what I do. I work with and for the curators, helping them achieve their vision. So you have to listen. You have to ask questions if you don't understand. Yeah. So you have to like artwork and be interested in artwork and not be frustrated when people ask you to change things and do things over again because we're, we're working to achieve an extremely high quality product in our galleries and displays and, and 
and people have a particular vision and, and you and you you have to know to not push your own vision that's someone else's job it's not your job to have the vision your job to understand the vision and help reach that goal if that makes any sense absolutely i mean it's a really uh, fine line that you walk because you bring so much expertise and experience i, I see what you're saying about being in, in support of being being a problem solver certainly and being very flexible and being able to you know shift on a dime um all of which i I can see you, how, how well you and your colleagues are able to do that. Can you speak about one of the parts of your job that you might find the most challenging? There's, there are things that are technically challenging, like hanging extremely large paintings can be very technically challenging because paintings are kind of fragile. And the larger they get, they don't really get any less fragile, but they get harder to handle. So there's there's technical challenges like that. Working with working with ancient sculpture can be very challenging because it is often fragmentary and has been heavily conserved or maybe it's fragmentary and has never been conserved and you need to produce some kind of mount or create some kind of solution to present it as it would have looked originally. Right. So so, so there's those kind of technical challenges. Those those are the 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 largest technical challenges. And I would say I've dealt with large, large ancient sculpture and large paintings. But in terms of other challenges, it's always a challenge when you when you walk into a room with people that you've never met and you have to quickly figure out how people prefer to communicate people's personalities. Sometimes in a different language, too. Yeah, yeah. We work with a lot of people who aren't native English speakers, particularly yep. when there's couriers and, and I've, when I've worked in foreign countries. And, and you have to you have to have that patience. You know, some people are very direct. What's challenging about that is you have to have the patience to step back and not, you know, some people might be easily offended by some people's directness. And then other people are very subtle and not direct. You know, so, so, the, so this is the, this is sort of the, the human element is a big challenge. And, and sure. It's, and it's, can you can you kind of describe what a typical day for somebody in your role would be? Uh, yeah, so I would say uh, what's interesting about our workday is is some of it is very planned and some of it is very loose. A typical workday is we start off with a short morning meeting where we talk about the goals and projects that have to be achieved on that day and we get the latest information about those projects. We decide who's going to tackle which aspect of those projects. So we have scheduled things that are happening. Sometimes the day is fully scheduled. When, like when we're working on a large exhibit, that's all we're working on. There's of course. Courier, and then there's a this has to happen, that has to happen, set the lighting. But in other days, it's we might have an install in the morning, and then the rest of the day, we're working on what we would call ongoing projects. So for example, an ongoing project for me would be, there could be a display case that I'm working on. So say on this particular day, we have a, a two-hour install in the morning, that's done, so then I go and work on my uh this display case I'm building, which has a certain deadline, and it's my responsibility to make sure I meet that deadline. So, mm -hmm. And then at the end of the day, we'll switch gears back to working in the galleries because so, so, so we work a long day and we're there before the museum opens and after the museum closes. So we usually, in those periods of the beginning and end of the day, we usually do installs or gallery maintenance. So at the beginning or end of the day, if we don't have an install scheduled, we'll work on gallery maintenance, which is maintaining lighting, dusting, cleaning glass, paint touch-ups, small label changes or edits. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's you don't think about that aspect of the job, but there are so many details that you guys have to stay on top of in the galleries. And, and obviously you do the work in the gallery at the beginning and the end of the day because we're, we're not open to 
public in those moments, but when we are functioning uh, in that way. Can you speak about, and you may have already done this, but you speak about a, a favorite experience that you've had thus far in, in, in the, your current position or at, at any time working in museums? Yeah, so I've, I've had a lot of great experiences in my career. And uh, I would say in my career as a whole, one of the things I feel blessed to have experienced is, is the field work that I've done in foreign museums. I would say working at the, the Harvard Art Museums, the greatest, the two best things about that are uh, we have an incredible collection of, uh, that is extremely diverse and it's, and it's a real pleasure and uh, joy to, to work with that material. And then our team is, is, is an excellent group of people and the people that, that come through from other institutions that we have the opportunity to work with are incredible people, the, the couriers from other institutions, the different visiting, different curators that will show up who've, who are connected to exhibits that we're working on, living artists, like all of that is, is really uh, a highlight in my career, the collection and the people. That's really great. It makes sense seeing you all in action and seeing what you do. Um, it makes sense. And talking about the great collection we have, uh, is there a, a favorite object or a favorite or favorites that you have uh, in our collection? We have a lot of great paintings. On view, I would say two of my favorites are the, the Beckman triptych actors. Mm -hmm. Love that. It's, Love uh, that. It's a beautiful painting. And I tend to prefer uh, works that speak to their time and, and the, the political nature of the particular work, the, the way it's handled is, I think, transcendent. It's a, it's a beautiful painting. I, I, uh, I agree with you. I feel like I have to, when I, if I happen to be walking through that gallery, I, I always have to stop. It was lent for a period of time and it was, and it was really, uh, I missed it, you know, the gallery wasn't the same. Yeah. And then another, another painting I like very much is this uh, Gifford, I think it's called the Leander's Tower on the Bosphorus in Istanbul. Mm -hmm. so it's a, you know, it's a, the, the Bosphorus is the waterway that right. separate, it separates Europe from Asia and uh, Istanbul. I've spent a decent amount of time in Istanbul, and uh, I think that's why I like that particular painting. First time I saw it, before I saw the title, I, I could tell it was the Bosphorus. So That's amazing. So. We, we have some very nice Gandharan uh, pieces, and uh, I like the Fluxus work a lot. I have not previously been exposed to much Fluxus material, and uh, we have a, a ever-changing collection of Fluxus in the gallery. I like that a lot. And the Namjoon Paik material that came in for sure. that we did an exhibit of that I had the opportunity to work with. I, I, he's been a favorite of mine for many years, and, uh, and it was great to work with his estate in pairing the exhibit and to install those works and to see them all in the gallery. If you could, if you could uh, finish this sentence for me, you would like my work if? If you love artwork, if you love being with art and seeing art close up, you have to love people and working with people. You have to love a challenge and problem solving. I think that all makes sense based upon this. And before I let you go, I uh, was wondering if, you, if, if there are people listening now or people listening to, to this discussion um, if you had any, any, and they're interested in doing the kind of work that, you, that you're doing, uh, or museum work, um, if you had any advice uh, for them, any thoughts about, about that? Becoming uh, an art handler, preparator, exactly. exhibition specialist, whatever you want. There's so many names for... I know, yes, uh, yeah. Uh, you just have to start doing it, I would say. And 
And a way to do that is if you live in a big city, you uh, find out all the museums and galleries that are in your city or even if, or any city or even your town or, and start approaching them and telling them you're interested. A great way to get work is to get started is there are these large art fairs that happen throughout the year all around the United States and Los Angeles, Miami, Chicago, New York, and, uh, there's hundreds of galleries that come to these fairs and they all need help. It doesn't always pay very well, but that's a great crash course handling and installing artwork and, uh, reach out and try to work at those contact our shipping companies. A lot of professional artists need studio assistance also. And that's not gallery work, but they work with galleries and they're, uh, I've worked with two professional artists in my life as their paid studio assistant for long periods of time, installing public sculpture, maintaining their studio, fabricating sculptures, uh, all sorts of things like that. So there's a lot of, you just have, you know, look around and uh, there's no clear path, I would say. And you, uh, you have to want to do it because it's not, when you get started, it does not pay well. And it's a lot of hustle and it's true for everybody. Yeah. And be on time. <laughs> you have to be punctual and reliable. If you're not punctual and reliable, because our job is to meet the deadlines. No one has to be wondering where you are. And you, you, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't think that that would need to be stated, but it, but it does been very, very important and very good advice. Very important. Very good advice. Anything else you want to say before we finish, Eric? I would say um, I feel uh, very lucky to have uh, gotten to where I am in my career. And it's been because of me working very hard to be a reliable person and to find the best solution for people. Well, that's uh, great. For whatever that's worth. That's great and really good advice. And thank you so, 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 so much. Uh, Eric Lindahl from Collections Management here at the Harvard Art Museum. Thanks so much for, for talking with us and uh, for being so gener generous with your time. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Thank you, Michael. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Thanks for listening to A Closer Look. Be sure to subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and sign up for our newsletter. See you next time.